three, two, one. Hey, welcome. Are you good? Talk. Three, two. Hey, welcome to. Sorry. It'll be nice working with proper villains again. Three, two. Bonus points if you know the video. Movie, movie line, movie line, movie line. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Matt and Fiona Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Matt, that's Fiona. Every now and again, I throw this in for fun. Um, in case you're wondering. Yeah, if you didn't know who we were, mm -hmm. uh, I'm Matt Duscott. No. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited. I, maybe more than she, uh, <laughs> for this episode um, because we're, we're going to kind of talk about a vein that I keep getting more and more excited about, yeah. um, which is not as maybe spiritual as some of them, but it doesn't matter. Um, there is a it's, it's there like... is a large spiritual portion of this. Yeah, um, it just may not be where I start. Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about what are you outsourcing? Technically, you want to ask the question. I do want to ask the question. Want, what what are, are you outsourcing? outsourcing in your life? Mm -hmm. I'll wait. Because dead air is amazing. <laughs> um, so, well, I'll start back at the beginning. Um, when I was a kid, I was a Boy Scout. And I loved being a Boy Scout. You still have the shirt. I do still have the and shirt. The badges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a big sash full of badges because that was awesome. Um, but I, I loved it. Uh -huh. I enjoyed going out in the woods. I enjoyed learning a little bit of resiliency, even though I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Is that yawn counter number three? <laughs> at, um, at least. <clears throat> no, since we officially started. Yeah, probably. Sorry um, about that. You're going to get a counter down on the bottom. Mm. But I love learning how to be somewhat self-sufficient at an early mm -hmm. age. It was really, really cool to know that as a kid, I could go into the woods with a map and a compass and Navigate go yourself. I could navigate. I could yeah. go where I needed to go. I could start a fire. I could build a tent. I could mm -hmm. do all these cool things um, that in real life you very rarely do. But being able to do it gave me a really big self confidence mm -hmm. boost that I probably needed as a, as a, a young, a younger lad. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, mm -hmm. I really, really did. And as I grew up and got out of that, obviously, and then just got on with life and all these other things, some of that resiliency was lost. That's four. <laughs> we oh do these gosh. really late. Um, after the kids have gone to bed. But so the last couple of years, especially when COVID kicked off, Ugh. it really kickstarted that concept of resiliency and recognizing how much in life we outsource, mm -hmm. right? I had taken up hunting a couple of years before, mm -hmm. um, and we had, you know, we were eating a little bit of game meat, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't necessarily a staple of our diet mm -hmm. in those early years. 
as we went through COVID and all the drama that was COVID, yeah. resiliency became a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. After we lived through a couple, even pre-COVID, not natural disasters, because we don't really get those up here the way other places do, but we lived through an ice storm, mm -hmm. right? We lived through a couple day blackout. Mm -hmm. um, we went through some of those mm -hmm. things and collectively going through all of that, it brought me back a little bit to some of those Boy Scout wrote. Mm -hmm. And realizing that we outsource a lot. Yeah. Um, I recently got in a book uh, by uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Glover talking about resiliency and being prepared. Right. And I've gone down that vein, not, not like crazy heavily, but enough. And it is something where when you start thinking about what are you outsourcing, if you really do a deep dive on your life in that, right. you realize it's almost everything. Yep. You outsource your clothing. Mm -hmm. You outsource your security. You outsource a lot of times your housing. Mm -hmm. You outsource your transportation. You outsource your food, your family, the people that are teaching your family, mm. there's a whole lot of things that you're outsourcing. Yeah. Through COVID, we obviously, and again, depending where you were, mm -hmm. through that, you may have recognized that less or more, mm -hmm. again, depending on where you were. But up here, things were quite restrictive. Things were quite locked down. Um, we weren't the worst for even Canada, but we were pretty darn close. Um, and we were definitely the worst for North America collectively. Yeah. Um, and some of the worst globally. Number one, yeah. Um, but part of what that did is that I'm grateful for mm -hmm. is we had already kind of made the decision that we were going to homeschool our kids. Holly, you're thinking, Jesus, yes. Right? Yes. Um, we had already got there. We had already started to procure some of our own meat. Mm -hmm. We started to, we started a vegetable garden long before COVID. No, we didn't. We started. No, we started one years ago. Oh, it just yeah, failed just miserably. It failed miserably. <laughs> we found success. We found success. In our vegetable garden. Yes, through, through COVID. Through COVID. Um, I learned how to can. Yeah through COVID and make bread through COVID. Yeah. yeah. And it's something where, so for Sorry. dinner for yeah. dinner tonight, Yes. Oh, yes. we had venison that we harvested. Mm -hmm. We were killed, depending on how you want to look at it, I don't care. Um, we had fruits and, we had well, zucchini, fruits, We had zucchini that we grew in our garden. Yep. Um, and we had a salad of cucumber, tomato, uh, and basil. And the basil's from our garden, the cucumbers from our garden, the tomato There's, is not. Well, they're not ready yet. But they're just not ready yet. But I've got a dozen, a few dozen mm -hmm. lovely green tomatoes that in two weeks I'm going to start um, prepping. tomatoes. Yeah, last summer I made, what, 27, 29 jars of tomato sauce. We just finished them, right? No, I have three left. Three left. Three right, left so just in time. Room. Yeah. Right now we have a countertop full of blueberries yes we just went blueberry picking at a local blueberry farm yeah and we collected um a, a ton so that we can freeze them and have them all winter long yeah, make our own jam all those things and 
you know, you, you may you may listen to this and go, yep, Matt's a prepper, and you're somewhat correct, and I'm okay with that. You may also um, think, well, why would we do that? Or I can't do that. But it's something where, you know, through all of these things mm -hmm. and through just the understanding that we want to be a little bit more self-sufficient. We yeah. want to be a little bit more invested in our own lives. Yeah. To where, do we have some water saved? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, do we have some other stuff saved? Yes, yes we, we do. do. Are we telling you where it is? No, no. we're not. <laughs> but it, it, it comes down to what are you outsourcing, mm -hmm. right? There was a study done it was done pre-COVID and then it got popular in the middle of COVID that the average family has enough food for like three and a half days in their right. house at any given time. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? So in the event of anything, right? A tornado, a snowstorm. Right. It, it doesn't have to be... Catastrophic. Catastrophic. Um, it can just be that like... We had some windstorms the other day that took out power throughout the city, mm -hmm. and a couple a couple areas in the city lost power for like a day and a half. Yeah, and we have a freezer full of meat that I don't want to go bad just because we lose power for a day and a half yep. in the middle of a hot summer. Mm -hmm. Right? Some of these things, although they sound crazy and out there, they're really not that bad. Mm -hmm. Right? So the the question I just want to ask you and, and kind of prompt you to think about it because this is what happened to me and what prompted me mm -hmm. was the concept of what are you outsourcing mm -hmm. right there's a lot of things that are really good to outsource oh yeah um one of my clients was a financial planner and one of his taglines was always anytime he was dealing with a client trying to close the client was outsource the stress of your investments to us right we will manage that for you because yeah. You may not want to manage your retirement savings all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Let us help you. Let us outsource that for you. Outsource yep. the stress of that mm -hmm. to us. We'll take care of it. Yeah. And that's great. And you and did a great job with it. You did a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. And we still have stuff with their company. Yeah. Right? And that's perfectly fine. We outsource a lot of things that is great. It's a matter of recognizing... It's hard to live this life today without oh, outsourcing. Yeah. It's, so. it's about recognizing what is being outsourced and who you're outsourcing to, mm -hmm. right? We, in, in my personal company that we have, we do a lot of technology, we do a lot of things like that, and occasionally we'll sell like an alarm system, mm -hmm. right? We do it very rarely, but occasionally it happens. And when we do it, we always because of who I am. I can't just sell an alarm panel to someone mm -hmm. and say, hey, this will this will protect your family throughout anything. Because mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't. It just, it's an alarm that goes off if you leave the door yeah. open or somebody opens the door. Um, recognize, is that five or six? <laughs> Reco to hide it, didn't work. Recognizing that you outsource some of your security mm -hmm. to people that are not you. Mm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. We do that too. But it's also knowing what the response time is in your area. Mm -hmm. And there's all these little things that you can do to increase your security in this case. 
that still relies on outsourcing, because in our case, we live in Canada. Mm -hmm. There's only so much we can internalize. <laughs> um, but you can do simple things like just locking your doors or throwing an extra screw in your deadbolt. Right. So that it actually goes like into studs opposed to just the little frame on your door. Who are you outsourcing your children to? Right? Like, who are you outsourcing yeah. your transportation to? Do you have any additional fuel for your vehicle? Heck, Ooh. is your... Which reminds me, we need to fill your van. Mm -hmm. um, but how often do you let your vehicle get down to next to empty? Right. Right. What What happens in the case of an emergency? Because like, we've or, had to change but, but our even, thought process. Even on that. simple things, because again, everyone always takes this into a worst case scenario situation. But what happens if your kid, like one of ours, one time, rolled out of bed and cracked his head open a little bit, mm. split his head, needed some stitches? Yeah. If your vehicle has and no this fuel, this is like two in the morning. Yeah. If your vehicle has no fuel in it. Are you going to stop to get gas while your kid is screaming their head off because they've got a little gash on their forehead? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, a lot of this is simple stuff that we outsource without really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Right? And heck, in some cases, in some marriages, maybe you just outsource that to your spouse and you've never filled your own gas tank, which I know is not the case in our relationship, but there are some people who. You fill it 90% of the time for me. Yeah. But yeah. But there's a lot of people who don't even know how to put gas in their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right? Because their husband always does it or their wife always does it. I don't judge. Yes, I do. Um, but like, what are you outsourcing with your children? Right? If you got your kids in public, Christian, private, I don't care, um, in the school system... Mm. Are you literally just sending them off to school to say, hey, go learn something with no involvement whatsoever? Are you, are you going to your school board meetings? Are you having meetings with the teacher to find out what they're learning? Are you even just t communicating with your children and asking them on a regular yeah. basis, hey, what did you learn today? What was the... And being more directive, you know, what was your favorite thing that you learned? What was something that made you uncomfortable? What, how did your... What made you proud? Yeah. And, you know, being a little bit more... Um, engaged. Engaged and directive with your questions to get more out of it. You know, how are your friends today? Were all your friends there? Mm -hmm. um, anybody... Who are your friends? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, you know... Um, you know, and really trying to press and be more engaged in finding some of that information out. Sorry, when it comes to kids, let me tell you, I'm a, I'm a little... Um, when I was, like, the whole goal of this was to get partially to that point. Mm. Just because, A, it's, it's one that is not talked about enough. And, B, it makes me sound less like a prepper. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, when, when you start talking about your, your children... I'm amazed at the stories that you hear mm -hmm. about how often parents don't know who the friends are. Yeah. They don't know whose house they've gone to. Mm -hmm. They don't know who the parents are. 
of the kids that they spend the most time with. They don't know about the TV shows their kids are watching. Nope. They don't know about the video games or who's on the other end of those video <clears throat> games. Yep. Um, what, what social media apps they have. So just out of, I'm just <clears throat> going to throw this out there to you, but you would be shocked, and we are very limited with what we allow our children to watch on TV, and it is always in a very, um, it is in an open space when they do, but you would be very um, shocked at some of the topics that are allowed in what are considered elementary children's programs anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and what's well, getting fed into them. Even books. Even Yes. And, and again, I'm not here to debate what your kids might watch, what your kids might read, what you let them read. I don't I don't care. That's not for me to say because they're not my kids. But I'm continually intrigued by the number of people who don't seem to know yeah but as you say there's so many people what is who being done. don't know yeah or they can't comprehend the fact that certain elements are being brought into a very simplistic tv show that is geared for kids ages three to five mm -hmm. right yeah. and I think that that's where where who who are you who are you outsourcing babysitting to? Mm. Right? And it may be a babysitter. It also might be TV. Mm. Or it might be video games. Or the computer or yeah. and it is it's very interesting to me. Right? I own a tech company. And a lot of times we, we deal with networks and computers mm -hmm. for clients in their homes. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you see things, mm -hmm. either on purpose or not. Mm -hmm. um, we're never searching for this stuff, but sometimes you just can't help but be aware. When I've brought some of this information to homeowners, we'll say, the shock that the majority of them have at some of the stuff that is, we'll just say is being visited um, or being viewed, <laughs> being yes. accessed, is disappointing, we'll say. That's a good word. Because they're completely oblivious to what's going on and because they've outsourced that. Yeah. They're not taking an active role in that. And that's... I think that's the the crux of this conversation is just to encourage you to take a more active role in your own life. Yeah. Right? And to take it a step further, I've asked who you're outsourcing your, your children's education to. Who are you outsourcing either your or your children's relationship with God to? Yeah. Are you outsourcing yours to your pastor mm -hmm. or to some talk show you listen to or some, you know, network that you tune Internet into? Internet service? Yeah, that you, you click into occasionally when you feel like it. Are you outsourcing your kids, you know, Christian development, if you will, for lack of a better yeah, term? you know. To, to the, the, the school teacher, the, the Sunday, Sunday school, school teacher. teacher. So uh, I'm running our children's ministry right yeah. now. Yep. And um, so I have a very hands-on 
to it. And you know, we're learning a lot of great things um, in kids' church, but the kids that are in it, if they are only getting what is being taught, mm-hmm. that by the time, you know, because the kids stay in for praise and worship, so by the time they come in, they get settled, we have a little bit of snack, you know, we do our little opening exercise. I mean, they're getting 20 minutes of Bible, mm-hmm. right? Through, you know, because they're in there 45 minutes an hour, but but hardcore Bible. So if if the parents and I, I am going to pump as much Jesus into those kids as I can, and I am going to pump as much word as I can into them. Yep. And I want them to know who Christ is, who they are in Christ. And I am, I am going to put as much of that in them and fill them as much as I can. But if the parents are outsourcing the kids' relationship and their Christianity to what is occurring in kids' church only, yeah. it's not enough. they're not getting enough. No. And even if you're just doing that in your walk, well, that again, if all you're doing is if your walk with Jesus is if you've outsourced hour you're at church on a Sunday. Yeah, if you've outsourced your path to heaven based on attending hopefully every Sunday. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's maybe an hour. Yep. In a lot of churches. Yeah. That's an hour. Yep. An hour a week, that's fifty two hours out of the year. Right? Whose responsibility is that? Are you taking any responsibility for that aspect of your life? Yeah. I'd argue you're not. That's a good question. And it comes back to all of these things when you're looking at your life. How much are you outsourcing? How much do you have to? Because there's a lot of things that we do that we have to outsource. Yeah, I'm still going grocery shopping every week. Yeah. I like mean, there's no getting around it. No. That, as much as we're trying to grow our own vegetables, harvest our own meat. Yeah, it's great. But we still, like, there are still things. I, I, believe I am not as, making my own milk. No, that's, that's a lot. And we, we don't, don't have, have any cows. We don't have a dairy farm, so. We don't have any cows. Um, one day. <laughs> but, like, you know. If I could, I would. We can't refine our own fuel. Right. Right? We can't create our own electricity. Well, we could, right. actually. Mm. Yeah, there's ways. There's ways to uh, do that. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not this off-the-grid type person. Right. Right? That's not where we're at. But what we are at is looking at what we're outsourcing. Look at what we can take some initiative for, mm-hmm. some responsibility for. Mm-hmm. To make sure that we are doing everything we can to ensure that how we want to live isn't interrupted. Mm-hmm. Right? That also comes down to our family. Mm-hmm. Right? And how we are raising our kids. How we are preparing them. How we're walking out our relationship with God. How mm-hmm. they're walking out theirs. We can take a lot of responsibility for that. We also are trying to teach our kids that they are not outsourcing their relationship with Jesus yeah. through us. Yeah. And that it becomes their own relationship with Jesus. I mean, our kids are, what, eight, almost seven, and almost four. Mm-hmm. And we've been instilling that. From an early age. 
I mean, even Noah, there are some times where I make him at three years old, he has to, I can't just pray for him. Yeah. But I will have you. him, I will even, if there's a confession that he needs to do, I will make him repeat it after me. Yeah. Right? Or there are times where I make him call on Jesus. Well, even when we do, you know, our, our bedtime routine with them, mm -hmm. right? You or I or both of us pray every night. Mm -hmm. The kids pray almost every night mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because, and from the day, even before they could actually talk. Yeah. Right? Because we're trying to instill in them this concept of some personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, it, it goes through all aspects of your life. Yeah. And I think that's something that gets conflated a lot. I'm just going to say this one thing. And don't say, well, that must be easy for them. Well, it is easy us. for us. Because we, we made the decision. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. We made the decision. So I don't want, again, I don't want somebody to say, well, that must be easy for them. You know, um, your dad's the pastor and, you know, I work at the church and whatever. But it's not easy for us. It takes a lot of work. But we've it's decided. It's a lot of work and a lot of time. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of yeah. time. Man, it, I mean, and, and it, and, and a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. Like there are times I feel totally just deflated, but I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to stop. In fact, it's a lot of work, but it is worth every ounce of it to fight for it. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. I know you are. I'm being serious. So I don't ever want anybody to say, well, it's easy for them. It's not easy for us. These are decisions that we've made and they've been decisions and it gets easier. It does. As we like live out life. Yeah. Um, it, it is one of those things where, and I was listening to another show um, and they were talking about a, um, a power outage that happened in, I want to say like North Carolina area, mm. South Carolina area last gosh probably last summer and you know same thing right it must be easy for them he owns his own business he can you know do oh. what he wants right i was listening to this and they were going through and they interviewed a couple of different people in this company right right one of them lived out in the country had a generator had a big property had all the stuff one of them just moved into the city, hadn't even unpacked, was living in an apartment. Mm. Another one was living in a townhouse right. with three kids by herself. Mm. She's a single mom now. Mm -hmm. um, another one was just in a like high-rise downtown. And they all went through all the different steps and all the different things that they've done in their lives to, again, just take some responsibility for some yep. stuff. And did it differ? In approach? Yeah, yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. But was it them all working separately, of course, mm -hmm. but all working at some level to take some additional responsibility for themselves, be a be, little bit and, more reliant on upon themselves, and do what they be were a little able bit to more do resilient doing, yeah. in life? And, you know, that was one of those things that that was when, when I listened to that episode, because for me, it had always been that whole, 
you know, well, when we get a big place and we out in the country and we have this and we have this mm -hmm. and we have this, then we can start. Right. Right. And obviously, you know, we're talking about a bunch of different veins here. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of that, I hadn't thought about the fact that we could do it while we were here, mm -hmm. living in the house we're living in. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, shoot, if we just start. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Then we can do a little bit. You start somewhere with everything. You just start somewhere. And it's one of those things where, you know, working with um, our oldest you know, the day when we went camping, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I was starting to teach him a couple different things, yeah. right? Teach him how to make a fire. Mm -hmm. Teach him how to do this. Teach him how to chop wood because yeah. he's never done that. Yeah. Right? Because as much as I don't think we're city folk, we're quasi, like we live in a city. Yeah. Right. Um, he had never done any of that. Yeah. And it wasn't the, hey, we're going to take you into the backwoods with only the clothes on your back and a knife and you're going to survive for four days. Right. Right. It was, we're going to camp out of the car mm -hmm. and we're going to have a huge tent with an air mattress and coolers yes. <laughs> and all these things and heaters and blankets. But we're also going to learn how to make a fire. Yeah. And do we have a stove? Yes, we do. Are we going to try and cook a little bit over the fire so you can yes, experience that? Yes, we yes, are. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that little bit teaches them a little bit mm -hmm. of what they can do. Mm -hmm. And the look on his face when he figured out how to chop wood. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Priceless. Right? Mm -hmm. When he learned how to make a fire and build the little um, log cabin by yes. himself. Right. Or with a little bit of help from dad. But mm -hmm. and then, you know, watch how when you light it like this, poof, everything starts going. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to watch that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's something where you can learn to be more resilient. You can learn how to limit what you outsource. Right. You can learn to be a little bit more responsible yourself self-reliant for yourself mm -hmm. right in all these areas yeah and you know to to bring it back to to your walk a little bit it is it, and again we, we've been hitting on this for like four or five episodes now mm -hmm. right it's really easy to call up pastor and be like pastor will you pray for me i'm not feeling well it's another thing to have some scriptures in your Bible that you can flip open to and be like, I've bookmarked all of these. Yep. And I'm going to pray all of these. And I'm going to meditate on know all of these. Know where to go and know how to attack it. Right. To start feeling better. Because you could take some responsibility. Mm -hmm. You don't have to call your pastor, call your youth leader, call your children's church worker. Every time your kid is under the weather or you're under the weather or you need a breakthrough or you're depressed. Mm -hmm. Right. You can take some personal responsibility to pull yourself up out of that, grab your Bible, and build yourself out of that, mm -hmm. right? But it takes resiliency. It takes some personal responsibility to do that. Yes. And I just want to encourage you to do it. That's that was we... encouraging, right? I think it was. It was encouraging. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. You can do it. Be all you can You've be. got this. Ooh, look at that. Let's go. Um, 
So again, I I, Level I just wanted to. Sorry, I had to throw that last one there. Thank Continue you. <sighs> I just wanted to encourage you to look at your life, look at what you're doing day to day, mm -hmm. look at how much you're outsourcing, and see where you can at least provide yourself a little bit of a backup. Mm -hmm. Because it's great. Like it feels so good every time we have a power outage here. Mm -hmm. And the simple things like, I know where the lanterns are. Mm -hmm. I know where the batteries for them are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I, I don't get concerned when the lights flicker. Right. Because I know that we've got some stuff prepared yep. for that. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it absolutely. doesn't bother me at all. Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of, that would cause a lot of concern. So go figure, figure out some responsibility for yourself. You can do it. That's all I got. I think no that's good. Word? All right. No we are going to wrap it there. Um, if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on most of the socials or where you're watching this show. Um, at the Matt and Fiona show or Matt and Fiona show. <coughs> We'd love to hear from you. We are currently debating a AMA or a taking questions show um, at some point. So if you have questions or you want something that, or if you have something you'd like us to cover, uh, shoot Let us, us something, connect yeah. with us, and we will happily uh, disregard any of the dumb ones uh, and only go with the good ones. But tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we will see you next week for another great episode. Uh, we look forward to it. So, see you next week. We'll see you there. All right, bye now.